Welcome to Bloody Bazaar. My name's Emma. I'm Sarah. This is a podcast where we talk about things that are sometimes funny, sometimes weird, sometimes awful. Today, Today going is going to be particularly awful. awful. I'm so glad that you're telling me this one right before we both go to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, um, we're both like drained and this is going to be emotionally draining. <sighs> So why'd you, why'd you pick it? Strap in. <laughs> it's like I um, I think I did a search on Australian serial killers, and this guy kept coming up. Australian ones are always so fucked up. Yeah. So do you have anything at the start? Because well, I, I also want to say it's episode fifty. So oh yeah, that's a little bit special. Congratulations! It's our anniversary. <laughs> did you get me anything? No. <laughs> so rude. No, we're not even having a drink tonight either. Yeah. Out of character. Yeah, I just feel like a drink would send me to sleep. Yeah, me too. And also I have to drive because we are once again at your house. Yeah, and also I can't have a drink at the moment anyway. Oh, I don't know if I've said... Sarah, I think we said Sarah's yeah. pregnant. Yeah, well, I'm with child, so... is with child. Do you find that because it's your second pregnancy, people are like, oh, whatever. I feel like I'm like that. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm so not as... Like I've got a midwife appointment coming up and with Abby, I was like so like... Okay, three days to my appointment, two days to my... I've got... Tomorrow I'm finding out the gen, the, the sex. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's happening tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Oh, actually, sorry, Tuesday. No, Tuesday. Okay. Okay, well, is there anything else at the start? Because this is going to be a long one, and, and like I said, it will be awful and yucky. <sighs> no, nah, just let's get into it. All right. My sources, Wikipedia, Murderpedia, a YouTube channel called Serial Killers Documentaries, uh, and the episode was called Lenny Fraser, The Rockhampton Rapist, sevennews.com article by Paula Donovan and Aaron Edwards. So, yes, today I am covering a serial killer, Leonard Fraser, also known as The Rockhampton Rapist. Um, he also went by Lenny. So if I refer to him as Lenny throughout, throughout, you know, bits and pieces where I say Lenny, it's him. It's him. Have you done a trigger warning? I will in a second. Before I get into it, though, I wanted to let everyone know that this piece of shit died in prison on New Year's Day in 2007. So keep that in the back of your mind. He's no longer on this earth. That's nice to know. Yes. Um, trigger warning to all this story discusses sexual assault, pedophilia and and bestiality oh my fucking god yeah so um not only is this case awful in the crimes um but it also is incredibly frustrating because of so much of what this guy did was so preventable um had his earlier offenses been taken more seriously oh isn't that a tale as old as time yeah um i'm not going to be able to go into the details of every single assault that he committed either because there are so many. Um, so I don't want to come across as disrespectful um, of the victims that I don't spend as much time on. It's just that our time constraints don't allow a deeper mm. dive. But I would encourage people if they are interested to look into this. Mm-hmm. Leonard John Fraser, uh, born in Ingham, Queensland in June 1951. I'm sorry to jump in this early with something so inconsequential. Ingham? Is that where the chicken is I from? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So add Bega. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I believe Ingham's chickens come yep. from Ingham, Queensland. Yep. I needed I needed to know that. Um, the second youngest of four children, Fraser and his family would move when he was six to Mount Druitt in outer western Sydney. 
According to a few different sources, there was nothing in Leonard's childhood that would suggest he would go on to commit such heinous crimes. He seemed relatively normal, although he was quite underperforming in school. Uh, but so are a lot of people. Fraser so much disliked slash was not succeeding in in school that he dropped out at the age of 14 and he'd really only learned to read, albeit at a level much lower than he should have, and uh, he even had trouble writing his own name. So Was he ever tested? Um, no, this was in the 70s, well, 60s, so um, I doubt there was... Not. 60s or 70s? I think very early. No, 60s. Because um, he was born in 51, and so if he's 14, that's, what, yeah. 65. So he dropped out at, a, at about year nine for Australians, yeah. if that's the same for other countries. Yeah, so around 1965, and this is me editorialising here, but I think that school was good for Leonard Fraser because even though he was terrible at it, I think it provided structure for him. Cause I think see- that's the case with a lot of people, even if they're not performing academically it's like yeah. we'll find something for them because at to least take up their time yeah because yeah. at least it's getting them up in the morning they're mm. having to get dressed go to a place do stuff follow instructions they're out of trouble yes and so we see with fraser that not long after he left school his offending started yeah uh, and it did start off relatively minor as is most often the case mm-hmm. at age 15 fraser was caught stealing and was sent off to Gosford Boys Home for a 12-month sentence. Now, I didn't read anywhere that Fraser was at all abused at the boys' home, but I did read multiple articles about how awful these kinds of reform schools were. Abuse was rife. Boys and girls were subject- subjected to abuse of all kinds, mental, physical, sexual, and given what Fraser goes on to do, I would not be surprised if he had endured some form of abuse at this school. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't written anywhere, and I'm not trying to excuse any of his behaviours. Patchy boy's doing a, a snoring snore. this time. Yeah. This time, yeah. I wonder what will be the next mm. one from him. Um, anyway, soon after Lenny's release from Gosford Boys' home, he would be put on a two-year good behaviour bond after he assaulted a railway guard, driving without a licence and offensive behaviour and stealing cars. So escalating. Escalating. Fairly quickly. He was sentenced to a 12-month 12 12-month 12 labour punishment i don't know what that is can imagine that wouldn't be fun i have i don't know if it was like way earlier time periods but i've heard that they used to get people to like chop wood and stuff like that doesn't really matter it's not really important to the story but anyway um but we see like a bit of jump of intensity there he's now like hitting people six months after his punishment ended he was found guilty of transporting stolen goods into queensland again for this crime he was given a two he was given two years probation no jail time now, I don't necessarily have an issue with people being like nonviolent crimes receiving no jail yeah. time. I mean, we know that research has shown time and time again that punitive punishments like jail time do nothing to reduce recidivism or curb offending behavior. Mm-hmm. And in fact, it can actually make them worse. But I do think that there does need to be some kind of justice happen, restorative mm-hmm. justice, and maybe some like, I don't know, yeah, contribute think- to society in a positive way. I think it's like. Yeah, if it's non-violent, you kind of you're not angry that. But if they're doing shit over and over, it's like, well, at least make them do community service. There's an or issue there. Something. Yeah, get them in a vocational program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't just be like, mm, try not to do it again for another two years. Oh, yeah. you did. Mm, try not to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's obviously not working. Yeah, yeah. So five weeks later, uh, Lenny was caught stealing again and was sentenced to two weeks in jail. That'll okay. that'll straighten him out. Yeah. 
Uh, at this point, he seems like he's on a bit of a rampage, mm-hmm. uh, albeit relatively petty crime, yeah. given what he will go on to do. Theft most of the time. Um, so now in 1972, in Sydney, Lenny was fined $100 for living off the earnings of prostitution. That was their words. So he was a no. sex worker? No, Lenny wasn't working as a sex worker. He oh. was taking the earnings from other sex workers. So he was like a pimp. Like a pimp. But then I also heard that, that there was a handler, they called it. So he was almost like the go-between. Right. Okay. Yeah. Later in the same year, he was given five years hard labor in prison for a string of robberies as well. It was revealed during an interview with the prison psychiatrist that Fraser had been mostly involved in same-sex relationships. Okay. Uh, He also said that he hated his family. He would be happy if he never saw his brothers or sisters ever again, and he hated his parents. Wow. Interesting, given he was said to have had a pretty Pretty normal upbringing. It makes me think he didn't have a particularly normal upbringing. Well, well, his brothers and sisters seem normal. Yeah, but there had to have been something. You don't just, like, hate your family for no reason. Mm. Unless he was like the absolute piece of shit in the family and everyone yeah. hated him because of it. And yeah, and something that his mum says makes me think that like he was a menace. Yeah. He told the psych that his main ambition was to become a member of the Hells Angels Motorbike Club. Oh god, aim high. I just I fucking love people who are like youngish guys who are like, Yeah, I'm like in with the bikies and you stuff. Know. I'm like, Am I meant to be is that meant to be impressive? Yeah. Okay, great. You're in with this gang that you can never leave. Um, so. So his ambition was to become a Hells Angel. Yes. Uh, it would be almost two years later that investigators would learn that Lenny had been committing far more serious crimes. They just didn't know about it. Mm-hmm. So this is while he's in prison. Yeah. Um, it came out that two months prior to being convicted for the robberies, Fraser had raped a tourist in Sydney's botanical gardens in broad daylight. Oh, my God. We'll go on to talk about that incident in a minute. But this is reported as his first sexual assault. Whether that's true or not is unknown. Doubt um, it. Just three weeks after his release from prison for the robberies in 1974, Fraser would strike again. Now, 1974 is only two years after 1972 when he was sentenced to five years in prison. Yeah, why is he even out? He was let out early. Anyway, 1974, Fraser approached a woman who was walking alone in the Sydney suburb of St. Mary's. Fraser attacked this woman from behind. He twisted her arm up behind her back. This would become a signature of his offending. He forced her down an embankment where he brutally raped her. Seemingly wanting to convince himself that the woman had enjoyed the assault, he walked, he walked her back up the embankment, insisting they hold hands. Oh, yuck. Before he ran off. And so prior to this, he had also, he'd mainly been in same-sex relationships. Yes. It's weird. Six days later, Fraser saw a woman working alone in a dry cleaning shop in Mount Druitt at around 9pm. He entered the shop and he told her he had dry cleaning there. She went behind the counter to look for his clothes and he followed her. Again, he grabbed her arm and twisted it up behind her back. He was about to assault the woman when he was interrupted by other customers entering the shop. Oh, my God. Fraser fled. Just three days later, in the same oh, area. Fuck, yeah, so soon. Yeah, he's, he's on one. In the same area, Fraser spoke briefly to a woman who was walking alone in a quiet street. Suddenly, Fraser punched the woman in the face and forced her arm behind her back. As Fraser forced the woman off the road and toward a creek, she remained calm, speaking with her attacker. She convinced him that she actually wanted to have sex with him, but that she would rather do it at Fraser's house. And he believed her. Smart. Yeah. 
she said she'd gladly follow him. So they walked back up the, the towards the road, hand in hand. And as soon as she saw a chance, she broke free. She ran to the nearest house and raised the alarm. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. Yep. Um, imagine if there was no one at home at that house. Oh, I know. I know. But luckily there was. Anyway, Fraser wasn't hard to find. The fucking idiot had left his wallet with his ID at the scene of the attack. <laughs> well, I mean, we know he's not. He's not. Particularly. He's got, no. He's not a bright spark. <clears throat> smooth brain fellow he was quickly located and taken into custody and confessed pretty quickly to the rape and the attempted rapes as well however he did say that he believed the laundromat woman wanted to have sex with him he was and like that's why you had to force a woman force a hand force her yeah. arms behind her and then run <clears> off <throat> as soon as somebody came along yeah he was like i i almost got her like i almost got her over the line or something like that yeah you almost raped her yeah it was during this interrogation that Fraser confessed to the rape in the botanical gardens. Um, this attack had happened at 10 a.m. Oh, that's so awful. As the, as the woman was walking through the botanical gardens on the way to meet her husband and daughters. She was approached by a man out of the shadows. He put his arm around her neck, punched her multiple times with his free hand, dragged her into the undergrowth of some banana trees and raped her. During the attack, he was interrupted um, he fled with the victim's handbag and left the woman in a serious, semi-conscious state. She had sustained multiple face fractures and was experiencing severe shock. After confessing to this attack, Fraser said he was glad to have the crime off his chest, that he didn't know what came over him and that he always regretted it. Well, he regretted that one, yeah. but not the other. No. This He's, guy's fucked. He is. He is. He said that... Prior to the tourist attack, he had had an argument with his housemate and had gone to the botanical gardens to wander around and cool off until he saw the tourist and and he just snapped and decided to attack her. Does that not remind you of the Claremont killer? Yeah, yeah, the way that whenever something bad was happening in his life, he took it out on a woman. Yeah. Anyway, Fraser pleaded guilty to two counts of rape and two counts of attempted rape in December of the same year. The court psychiatrist's assessment of Fraser concluded that he was beyond help, that he would remain a danger to women as long as he was free, warning that he had no conscience and little to no impulse control. I'm sorry, I'm just going to call it now. They've said that he's going to be a danger to women. I bet you the judge is like, "Mm, okay, um, six months in jail or something like that. So why would I give a shit about women? The, the judges in this story, the ones that I, I focus on, do a, a, a good job to the extent that they can. Okay. All right. I'll um, shut up then. No, 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 no. Because there's multiple points in this where I'm like, guess how many, mm. guess how long he got. Mm-hmm. Um, the psychiatrist also added that given there was no known mental illness, it would be very difficult to treat Fraser's behavior at this late stage in his life. So, so-, so they're like, lock him up and throw away the key. Yeah. With all this in mind, the judge presiding over the case sent Fraser to prison for a maximum of 22 years and reluctantly set the parole period to seven years, which was what the law demanded at the time. Okay, so they... They did what they could. Okay. After setting that parole date, the judge added something to the effect of, I'm in no way suggesting that he should be released. At the end of the parole date, he just said, like, this is what I have to do by law. Yeah. But he did give him the maximum 22-year sentence. Good. And this is what I'm talking about, Lenny's mum. So Lenny's mother later told the Sydney Morning Herald, quote, I have abandoned him as my son. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but I can rest when he is inside. I go to bed at night, and when I hear news of an assault or a robbery, I know it will not be Lenny. Yeah, he's a fucking menace. Mm-hmm. 
After Lenny's parole period was up, so remember that seven years, what do you think happened? They let him out. Whose decision is that? It's the parole board. And are they judges or police or who makes I think up it's, the... I think it's a mixture of people. I think that there are psychiatrists on there and then there's prison staff and then there's there must be like some kind of judge or something like that, a lawyer or... So despite having brutally raped two women, attempting to rape two more and causing all of them irreparable psychological damage, Leonard Fraser was promptly released from prison after serving the minimum sentence of seven years. So how many rapes at that time? Attempted four. So two, he had raped two, raped two women, attempting to rape two more. So four yeah. divided by seven. Yeah, yeah. So like he got fuck all for each individual one. Correct. Um, he moved to McKay. Mackay? Sure. M-A-C-K-A-Y? Yeah, Mackay. Mackay. I'd, I'd written it out phonetically as Mackay. Oh, because I was listening to an American YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, you should know better. I snookered myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mackay. And got a job as a labourer working on the railway, but in a surprise to no one, I'm going to guess. Lenny had not changed. Prison had not made him a good person. In 1982, a woman was selling a car in the paper Fraser showed up to her house and gained entry under the pretense of being interested in the car. Once inside, Lenny grabbed the woman's arm and held her down, just as he'd done in his previous attacks. Um, Oddly, the woman managed to convince Fraser to allow her to call her husband while the attack was happening. Um, Fraser took the phone at one point and said to the husband, quote, I hope you're not going to kill me. I just wanted to prove a point that someone could break in and rape your missus. Fuck. I know. Fucking weird. Yeah, he's off his rocker. Fraser was caught following this attack. Now, this one is fucked. Do you want to know how long he was sentenced for? Months. Guess. Six months? Two months. How? How do they even justify that? I mean, remember he was sent to the boys' home for stealing at the age of 14 for 12 months. The thing that makes me, yeah, that's the that's what makes me so angry and I feel like it hasn't changed is that you can get longer for stealing a car than for raping a woman. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. Like it's people's possessions are treated with more respect than a woman's body. Um. So obviously he's out of prison really quickly this time because why not let him out when he's proven that he's a continuous danger to women and there are multiple professionals that agree. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, well, girls, you're on your own. Yeah, good luck. Sorry, this he- guy's out there and he's probably going to try and attack you, so just be careful. Yeah. He winds up living in Mackay with a woman and her son in a block of flats. With this woman, he had a daughter. I'll come back to this daughter in a minute as well. And he managed to hold down his labouring job for the next two and a half years. Um, However, in late 1985, Fraser was predictably back to his ways. He began stalking a 21-year-old woman as she went on daily walks at a secluded beach at Shoal Point, which was a beach in the area. Can't enjoy anything, can you? Yeah. Um, So he, like, he stalked this woman. He found out her, like, daily activities, you know. Um, He waited until he knew no one was around and he attacked the woman. I mean, she's barely out of being a teenager. Yeah. He again pinned her arm behind her back and he raped her in broad daylight. And once again, he wasn't hard to find. By this point, the police know Fraser's MO. Yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, he's back. Oh, it's, oh, it's, oh, it's he did it old, again. Yeah, Oops. old boy Fraser. Um, so they arrest him once again. This time he's sentenced to 12 years. Okay, that's something. But did he actually serve 12 years? Yes, he did. Oh, thank God. But, I mean, it's obvious he needs to be permanently sent away. Yeah. 
Uh, in sentencing Fraser, Justice Darrington said, quote, the victims would regard you as being the equivalent of a filthy animal. He added, rape is one of the worst forms of de- degradation of another human being you can think of, and it deserves no sympathy whatsoever. Correct. Yeah. While serving this sentence, he became known as Lenny the Loon by prison inmates due to his erratic behavior. Yeah, so he's obviously he's got obviously, something going yeah. on. He would fly off the handle for minor reasons, and prisoners knew to give him a wide berth. So, yes, this time server, um, Fraser would serve his full sentence, 12 years. Many who worked on the case knew that he would reoffend once he was released, but after he'd served his term, there was no mechanism at the time to keep him in prison. Told you this one was awful. Yeah. So let's scoot forward to the year 1997. Is this when he got out? Fraser's released from prison. Mm -hmm. And he moves in with a terminally ill woman who had become his pen pal while he was inside. The relationship progressed into a sexual one. And one day the woman, so she would have to travel to Brisbane for treatment for cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, One day Fraser followed her to this treatment and he demanded she come home with him. When she declined, Fraser raped her in the hospital chapel. The woman died six months later from her cancer. Um, He wasn't immediately arrested or charged with his crime, and I'm wondering if it maybe wasn't reported or, like... Yeah, if they had a pre-existing relationship, maybe she just didn't report it. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, but so anyway, that that incident came to light later. Fraser then moves to Rockhampton. Keeping a low profile, he was not. He would wait out the front of the local school at the end of the school day and would try and strike up a conversation with any female regardless of age. Ew, God. Uh. So not only is this guy a violent rapist, he's also a fucking pedophile. Yeah. By 98, Fraser had moved into a flat with a mentally disabled woman. (laughs) Yeah, because why not let him do that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Joining them shortly after was another woman and her daughter who were in need of a place to stay. However, it didn't last long. The woman accused Fraser of interfering with her daughter and promptly moved out, which I'm guessing he did. Yeah. Yeah. This next part did shock me. Um, wow. You're yeah. not easily shocked. I know. I read it and I was, I, I was at work and I was like, what? Fraser was kicked out of this apartment after the landlord caught Fraser having sex with the other woman's dog. The the, uh, disabled woman's dog. Yep. Mm. What a monster. It's just disgusting on so many levels. Like, and I didn't even like. Can I? It's it's not really having sex. He's like he's fucking raping the dog in a way. But like, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so so the landlord walked in on that, saw that, yeah, and was like, "Get the fuck out!" Imagine you walking in on that. Uh, <laughs> you would never recover from that. No, 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 no. Oh my god! It's just the he's so depraved. Yeah. Um. The next year, nineteen ninety nine, a nine year old girl, Kira no. Steinhardt, was taking a shortcut on her way home from school. An eyewitness later told police she saw a man catch up with Kira, hit her in the back of the head. She then saw the girl fall to the ground, the man falling on top of her, but the long grass obscured the woman's view. After a short while, the man fled, returning, returning in a car and lifting the little girl into the car. Did this woman watch all of this unfold? So 
Terrified and shocked, it took the eyewitness 20 minutes to call police. Let's not pile on this witness too much. I know, but come on. She's not the criminal here. I know she's not the criminal, but fuck's sake. You see a random guy run up to a little girl and push her down and, like, fall on top of her and then, like, come on. She should have done something sooner, but let's not. She probably feels awful. Okay. I'm sorry, but I'm a little (laughs) bit mad at her. I can't help it. She was able to provide a description of the car, which led detectives directly to Fraser. So Mm -hmm. she did, you know. And also, I doubt that it would have made any difference because Fraser murdered the little girl shortly after taking her in his car. Yeah, but if, you know, if she had yelled out, been like, hey. Yeah. Are you okay? Then clock. I, I I don't know how close she was either. This was only, this is sad, this was only the second week Kira had been allowed to walk home alone. I mean, you do something. You do anything, don't you? Like, <laughs> I don't know, throw a rock and be like, <laughs> I, I'm watching you. Like, that's, that's very confrontational for someone who maybe is terrified. Don't do what this witness did. I mean, do it a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, maybe just yell out something. Be like, hey, I can see you. Yeah. Everyone's got phones now, I guess, in their pockets. So you can be like, I'm filming you. Yeah. Yeah. You could even just like make a noise so that they know that someone is around. (laughs) Yeah. Are you right over there attacking that little girl? After two weeks, Fraser confessed to police. He took them to the naked body of Kira, abandoned by him on a bed of grass near a race course. Her green school jumper draped over her body and her throat had been cut. Not that they needed any more evidence, but DNA from Fraser's car linked them to the mur- linked Fraser to the murder. During the search of his car, they also found another female's blood. I'll get back to that. He was found guilty. Um, during sentencing, the judge labelled him a sexual predator of the worst kind. He said Fraser showed no prospect of rehabilitation, and finally, Fraser was sentenced to an indefinite life sentence. About time. <clears throat> yes. All it took was multiple rapes, assaults, multiple psychiatric reports that advised his level of danger to society over and over again, and a fucking child rape and murder. Now, as I understand it in Queensland, an indefinite life sentence does not necessarily mean a person will never get out, but it makes it really, really hard. Okay. Um, The person has to apply to the parole board and the Supreme Court to be granted parole after 15 years, and both institutions must be satisfied that the prisoner no longer poses a threat to society, something which Fraser has not been able to do since the age of 13. Yeah. But that's not the end of the story, unfortunately. Police believed that Fraser was also responsible for the deaths of another school-aged girl, 14-year-old Natasha Ryan, and three adult women, Julie Turner, Bev Lego, and Sylvia Benedetti. All of these people had gone missing from the Rockhampton uh, area during the time that Fraser was in operation there. Mm -hmm. Natasha Ryan, um, the young girl, had gone missing while walking to school in the same area that Kira had been killed. Um, Julie Turner, 39, had worked with Fraser for a couple of months at the Rockhampton Abattoir, Julie had been out at a local nightclub and at the end of the night she was witnessed asking around for enough money to catch a taxi home. When not able to make enough, she started walking and it was the last time she was seen alive. She had previously told friends she was moving in with a guy called Lenny but hadn't elaborated. Beverly Lego, 36, met Fraser at a hostel while they were both staying there. She was last seen in the city centre withdrawing money from an ATM and she was never seen alive again. 
and Sylvia Benedetti, 19, also went missing around the same time. A hotel room was found with blood sprayed all over the walls and soaking the carpet. Bone fragments were also found. Shoes were downstairs. All of this is believed to have belonged to Sylvia. She went missing just days before Kira, and police believe Sylvia was known to Fraser and was seen with him the night before she went missing. Um, and remember how I said they found that other blood in Fraser's car? Yeah. It matched the blood in the room. Okay. So he almost definitely was connected to... Yes. Him. Yeah. Have they, have they bothered to get definitive evidence of, of, like, charge him for those murders? I can't remember if I've written that or not, if he does actually get charged for them, but he is... Um, yeah, I think he does. Hang on. Uh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. Sorry, I did write all about the trial in here. I'm just okay. tired. So, at first, police only speculated that Fraser had murdered at least three of these women, but he soon began blabbing to his cellmate. Um, confronted by detectives, Fraser agreed to take them to the places where he'd concealed the bodies, only unable to remember where he'd buried uh, 14-year-old Natasha Ryan, who he said he killed because she fell pregnant by him. So, what, he raped her and then, what, a couple of months later... That's came back and killed her. Look, that's his story. He's so fucking stupid. He probably like is just saying that and he's like, yeah, I impregnated her then and there. So I had to kill her. Yeah, probably. Yeah. He's an idiot. Um, that's an understatement. But the cases took an unexpected turn in 2003 when Natasha Ryan was found alive. Which one's Natasha? The Ryan? youngest one. The little girl that he said was pregnant by him. Oh, okay. She's, and that's the one where he was like, oh, I can't remember where I buried yes. her. So she's now 18. She was then 18 when they found her. Sorry. She's older now, obviously. They found her in 2003 when she was 18. She was hiding at her boyfriend's house. Police were acting on a tip when they visited the 26-year-old boyfriend's house. There was no explanation as to why she'd gone missing and why she was hiding. But... Regardless, she went back to live with her mother after the police intervened. It's got to have been something to do with Lenny, him being like, you, yeah. you need to go away somewhere, otherwise I'm going to kill you or something. Maybe. Obviously, this had an impact on his trial. As now one of the alleged victims had turned up alive, his lawyers were arguing to have the whole case thrown out. Yeah, but there's bodies in the other cases right right but they he was charged for all three that was like it, it, they were all linked oh. so if one is not real then it throws doubt on all of it okay but to his credit the judge overseeing the case decided to allow it to continue obviously just with natasha dropped from the victim list yeah so police had actually been listening to fraser and his cellmates conversation the whole lead up to the trial and through those conversations, Fraser had confessed intimate details about how he'd murdered each of the women. He even spoke about how how he was going to send a letter to the police to throw them off the trail from a made-up person called Mr. Squeaky. But obviously the police now knew to expect this letter. And when did it come? It came. And when they got it, all it did was incriminate him further because it contained details only the killer would know. <laughs> Mr. Squeaky also confessed to a number of rapes that hadn't even been reported yet. That's not surprising. I, no. I, like, when you've been telling me this, I'm like, I bet you there are so many victims out there yes. who just never reported they it. They believe 20-plus victims. Yeah. After just a day's deliberation, Fraser was convicted of the murder of Bev Lego and Sylvia Benedetti and the manslaughter of Julie Turner. 
I hate this, but I have to include it. As the verdict was read, Fraser yawned and stretched his hands above his head. Yeah, well, why would he give a shit? No. I mean, the amount of times that he's been through this. He's also already sentenced to a life yeah. sentence. This is just, like, in- he inconsequential. He obviously doesn't care. He obviously so. doesn't care. No, he's a f- fucking monster. It's weird that I hate even... calling these kinds of criminals monsters because it dehumanizes them. That's they... what they say in the red-handed book. Oh, it's... To, like they're not monsters they're, yeah yeah in the red-handed book do you remember that bit they, no. were, they were saying we shouldn't call them monsters because that sort of takes away some of the like these these people are people and calling them monsters diminishes their responsibility responsibility in yeah it. yeah exactly they're hu- this is a human <clears throat> being who like has control over his actions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um even if he does have something tapped in his head yeah um, so yeah, describing Fraser as an untreatable psychopath, the justice handed down three life sentences to Fraser on top of the one he was already serving for the murder of Kira. So Fraser's daughter, remember her? Yeah. She gave an interview years later describing the day she found out what her father had done and why he wasn't around. She said the following quote, he went from dad to a soulless predator He was a creature, an animal, a thing. When I think of him, I think of a shark, emotionless, cold, and constantly hunting. She stopped uh, visiting her father or taking his calls. She wrote him a series of letters but said they were returned to her as the then prison management thought they would be too upsetting to Fraser. Who cares if (laughs) it's upsetting to him? He should be upset. So she said, quote, I barraged him with more and more letters until I sent him the right one with acceptable terminology. She said of the disgust and disappointment she felt towards Fraser, I berated him in the most diplomatic way. It would have cut him to pieces. Good. I hope it did. So now for some, I guess, comparatively good news. Uh, on Boxing Day 2006, Fraser began complaining of chest pains and was taken to the prison hospital. There he suffered a cardiac arrest, eventually dying. As I said earlier, on New Year's Day, and I hope it was a fucking painful heart attack. I bet it wasn't. I bet yeah. they like they got him into hospital, gave him Get pain meds and, and stuff. Yeah. yeah, he probably just slipped away. But um, Fraser's daughter was contacted by prison authorities in the months before Fraser's death in two thousand and seven. She said, "Quote: A person from the prison rang on his behalf, asking if I would talk to him, as the person felt Dad was about to pass away, and I just shut them down." She said. Um, quote, I thought, I have nothing to say at all. I don't want to see him. I feel nothing. Queensland then Premier Peter Beattie said, quote, I don't think there will be a great deal of sympathy for him. That's an understatement. Yeah. I think it sounds like even his family are like, yeah. Get fucked. Yeah. Get rid of him. Yep. And that is the awful story of Leonard John Fraser, a.k.a. the Rockhampton Rapist. Well, I feel a little bit sick, so. Yeah. (laughs) You're welcome, everyone. I know that people like really fucked up stories, though. Do they? I mean, I I listen to them. I know Shannon does. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why we listen to a lot of these things, isn't it? It's like some kind of weird, you just need to know all the disgusting, awful things that people can possibly do. Oh, wait, I'll show you a photo of him. Yeah, right. God, he's gross. Yeah, he's, he's ugly. But also, it's it's also scary because he just looks like every other guy. I mean, he just looks like a normal guy, yeah. Yeah. Knowing what he's done, though, you like, ugh, he's disgusting. Yeah. That's him with his, his wife, his daughter, oh, his girlfriend, his daughter, and his stepson. I feel really sorry for his daughter. Yeah. 
I've still got that book that I want to read by BTK's daughter. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll probably – I'll do an episode on that once I've read it. On BTK? Well, I mean, everyone's done BTK, but yes, I, I will, yeah. but I'll probably rely heavily on that book and right. sort of yeah. maybe talk about that a bit more. Yeah, all right. Because that's, um, that's a horrible one and I, oof, I don't know if I've got – I don't have the stomach for it at the moment. <laughs> Um, so I hope you found that interesting. Yeah, I guess do whatever you need to do now to get your brain back to baseline. Personally, I'm going to watch a couple of episodes of Frasier and I'm going to eat the leftover pizza I have in the fridge. Frasier? Yeah. After Leonard John Fraser? Don't do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Also, and like people can switch off i guess now if you don't want to you didn't sign up for this content but um the fraser reboot it Mm. sounds terrible i know i'm so worried it's gonna be bad i know it is yeah i know it's gonna be bad the best thing about fraser is the relationship between marty and niles and fraser and marty and niles aren't gonna be in it yeah and it's gonna be like all these random new characters yeah it's gonna be so bad yeah and like even like season 10 of fraser wasn't that good I liked all of the original Frasier, including season 10, mm. but this new one, it's, nah. Yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be shit. Yeah. He's not um, even in Seattle. No, he's in Boston again. Yeah. But like, why couldn't they pick a brand new city as well? Yeah. Um, why, like, why didn't they call it something else? Because, like, they had Cheers, then they had Frasier. They could have yeah. called this one something different. Yeah, so then we could have still said Frasier's my favourite show. Yeah, and exactly. Then, yeah, people would have been like, oh, the new one. It's like they, um, the way they've f- fucked around with Arrested Development. Yeah. That was such a perfect show. Yeah. And then they put out that weird new season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, look, let us know how you return to normal. I personally am going to listen to some more murder podcasts. Are you really? <laughs> yeah, listen to them to go to sleep. Don't you want to like something that'll like bring you back up a little bit? No, because no, I've I've been living with Lenny for um, <laughs> <laughs> the past two weeks now, so it's just your new normal. Yeah, yeah. Well, it shouldn't be. You should. I mean, you, you know what you should do actually when you get home is pack. Oh fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, god <laughs> oh well watch um watch watcher or something actually have left the uh, tv playing fraser uh for frankie <laughs> oh, <there you> go. <laughs> <laughs> so when i get in that'll be playing yeah all right well look thanks for if you're still here thanks for sticking around yeah and sorry that i i had to tell you such an awful story <laughs> did you see the um story that i posted on our yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. um yeah i don't know what i'm doing next week what story yeah i okay. can't remember i haven't started so i think i think the next one that i'll be doing is a survival story but i can't be sure hopefully <laughs> <laughs> all right sick of this <laughs> Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye.